0: Showcase Sundays today on the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following
2: audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
3: Everyone, we hope you're keeping warm wherever you are. I'm Jack Ward. This is the Sonic Society, featured on Sunday's showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. And my travelling companion in your audio journey is David Alt.
4: Good morning, all. Ah, uh, yes, don't you miss travelling on in, in that wind wagon boat across the sea of glass?
3: Oh, yes, those were yeah. wonderful <laughs> days, weren't they? Ah, oh, we'll do yeah. that again
4: sometime. Oh, that would be good. But I am, I am a little bit surprised at you. Me? How so? Yeah, well, we're nearly at the end of January and you haven't told everyone about Nadzrim 2021 yet.
3: That is indeed true. I have been truant in telling folks about Nadzrim. in my defence. This is the busiest time of the year for my Clark Kent job, and we're in the middle of moving MadCon 2021 to MadCon 2022.
4: Well, that is probably a good idea, yes. Well,
3: we have to make sure the pandemic is well past us all and everyone feels better about travelling. Mm -hmm. Regardless, we will go on a bit of a journey today with this week's feature, Split Valley, brought to us by the talented Meg McCary. Sit back and enjoy this great new series as it all begins right here. On
4: the Sonic Society.
3: Uh, Hang on, Jack, you still didn't
4: talk about Nadzrim. No time now!
5: This is steep.
6: Ah, oh, you're my age. You can do it.
5: It's still steep.
6: Ah, I guess I'm used to it. I grew up around here, you know.
5: This is it? Here? This is it.
6: I haven't touched him.
5: Can you uh, tell me what I'm looking at here? You can, um... You can... See it. <laughs> right? I, I, I'd just rather have you, uh, say it. Uh, it'll be better for the... We'll, we'll edit it. Oh, uh, who's we? Her? No, we have a producer. Tim. He was supposed to come with us, but he got food poisoning, so he's back in New York. Uh, and if you could just say your name, I'll put that earlier.
6: Ah, oh, yeah.
5: Ready? I'm Gus Finch. I'm the mayor of Split
6: Valley, New York. Have been for almost five years. Won re-election last year in a landslide. Split Valley, New York. Population 58. Well, there's another census coming up soon, but yes. We are the second smallest town in New York State. Green Island is the smallest. And
5: Split Valley is 47 square miles? It is. Uh, Can you say it as a complete sentence, uh, please, so I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Split Valley is 47
6: square miles. Mostly forest? Uh, it, it's mostly forest land of the... Who will it. Hmm. It's mostly forest land of a coniferous nature. And what portion of that is commercial logging? Yeah, I grew up about 35 miles uh, down the road, yeah, as they say in Bolton Landing, right on the Hudson. You know, woke up every morning with it right outside my window. I love the Adirondacks. You know, I could have really gone anywhere after Penn, but I decided I wanted to move back. Give back to this region. Best place on Earth. Best people on Earth. So, here's where I found this particular pile about four months ago. It was a rainy summer, and it's, well, now you can feel it. Snow in the air now. About to be November it's still here. It's, uh, looks like a... Maybe a little statue of some sort. Well, not a statue. What is it? Um, a sculpture? I suppose.
5: Wow. Yeah. Don't you want to take a picture of it? Sure, sure. Uh, uh, hold on, my hands are full. Melanie? Melanie, make sure those photos go to the cloud. The shared folder? Yes, if the shared folder is the cloud. I think that's... I just want to make sure I can find them again. These are... remarkable. Something in there called a diva cup.
6: According to Sandy. Sandy's my fiance. (laughs) You know, it could have gone the rest of my life not knowing what a diva cup is, right? (laughs) Uh, Oh... You know, huh? (laughs) What do you think it is? Some sort of signal?
5: At Columbia Public Radio, and my favorite part of the day is seeing mine filled to the brim. Most of it I throw away. It's catalogs, junk mail, discount flyers for products I already own. But often I will glimpse loopy handwriting, a stamp fixed crookedly on an envelope...
2: The four East Cleveland men arrested in their teens have been exonerated after five years in prison for a wrongful murder conviction. Interest in the case, built after the podcast Nowhere to Run, picked up the murder of Tabitha McGill, who was found dead the day after her 16th birthday. Adam Kleinhofer, a journalist and podcaster for Columbia Public Radio, first reported on the mishandling of evidence and lack of police oversight, drawing attention to a seemingly open and shut case.
5: Nowhere to Run, our podcast about four young men jailed for a crime they didn't commit, hit a chord I never could have guessed. Almost two years later, I still get letters and cards from listeners. That's the thing about a show like ours. It happens in the moment, then lives forever. So when I saw the plain white postcard with its smeared writing, I thought it might be another word of thanks from someone who just discovered us. But no. Dear Adam, We are here. Come find us. No signature. Just the postmark. Split Valley, New York. Huh. Where had I heard of Split Valley, New York before? It sounded familiar, the kind of place Manhattanites escaped to on the weekend, an Amtrak away. It's on the edge of the Adirondack Park and isn't known from much. Its small population seems to be its only defining feature. Then I remembered. I read the New York Times front to back every day. And in October, there was a regional story about Split Valley's contract with Two Trees Paper, one of the largest pulpers on the eastern seaboard. But when I Google, nothing much else comes up. No Yelp reviews of the local diner. No cabins for rent on Airbnb. Still, it's only a four-hour drive. And that postcard. A town with so few people... Someone at the post office, the only post office for a 45-mile radius, might know who'd sent me the card. So, my assistant Melanie and I hit the road. She drives. I call the mayor's office.
6: Ready? Take seven. I'm Gus Finch. I'm the mayor of Split Valley, New York. Have been for almost five years, won re-election last year in a landslide.
5: Turns out there is a local diner. Biscuits on Route 9N, tucked far back into the trees. It's the only restaurant within the Split Valley town limits. Its tables are covered in red checkered plastic cloth, and it serves breakfast. No matter what time of day, breakfast.
6: Hey, Red, you have any idea who might have written this? Red's lived here his whole life. Yeah, own this place since '92. <laughs> yeah,
4: right, Red? Right. You know, Finchy, I don't take living here my whole life to be a point of pride.
5: Ah, I was just giving our uh, our guests some local points of reference. Do you have any idea what this postcard might be in reference to? Hmm. Let's see
4: here. Well, now, you're looking for what? Ghost stories? Hmm? Some lore about Split Valley? Indian spirits? Oh,
5: he means native peoples.
4: I'm native peoples. I'm just
5: looking for whoever wrote that card.
4: I wonder if it has anything to do with those piles of trash up near Fort's Woods. I've seen them when I was hunting. Filled with all the stuff, you know, my girls used to have. Ladies, things. Pipe down! You fellas have an omelets, huh? Do you want chives? Omelets said it's best when it's got chives.
5: Hello? Hello? Woken up by a knock on my door. I I just received another postcard. This time it was at my motel room door. Same handwriting. No postmark. This one says... Dear Adam. I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to see where I live.
2: This is Melanie Lavin, production assistant and researcher to... for Adam Kleinhofer. It's nine o'clock in the morning in Split Valley, New York. Uh, I'm in the parking lot of the Icarus Motel and Lodge on Old, Old Mill Road. I am the only guest. <laughs> I don't have a car. Adam Kleinhofer is, um... Gone? Yeah. The car is gone, and so is he.
7: Episode 1 of Split Valley features Paul Guyot as soothing male voice, Matthew Cohen as Adam, Kylie McQuail as Melanie, Amir Darvish as Finch, Inez del Castillo was news anchor and James Weber as red. Written by Caroline V. McGraw. Sound designed by James Hansen. Directed by Eddie Prunowski. Music composed by Luke Santi. Produced by Five on a Match. Have you ever been running away from the life you chose? Tears streaming down your face, your back nodding and buckling under the weight of all the possessions you could carry, and you don't know why you chose to take what you took. All you need is yourself and some cash and the possibility of a freedom you used to know and long to know again. Ravens understands. Ravens, makers of the most comfortable slippers you've ever known. With over 4,000 five-star reviews, now make sneakers you can do anything in. Anything. Use code Split Valley at checkout to receive ten dollars off your first pair.
1: say that, but I really do feel like your pal. It's been a fantastic month here. Spring is just my favorite time of year, and all the beautiful flowers in my little garden are just, oh my goodness, they are just looking up at the sky, faces turned toward heaven saying, I miss this. I was so lonely all winter. Give me what you got, Mr. Sunshine. (laughs) So, My daughter, Cassie, had her 14th birthday party, which was really just her and a bunch of other 8th grade girls sitting around a rec room on their phones, texting about other girls who weren't there. No, they're good girls with good values. And seeing Cassie and the young woman she and her friends are becoming, it just gives me a lot of hope for the future. Not to be too political. There did come one moment in the evening when I came downstairs with some Fluffernutter sandwiches because I have absolutely turned into my own mother, that is just a fact I'm going to have to live with, (laughs) that they were really paying attention to each other. No eyes on the phone or the TV. They were doing each other's makeup using Caldwell Cosmetics' new Angelica line. I'm just so excited about this launch. I've been keeping it a secret for so long. The Angelica line comes in perfect colors for teen girls to make a statement without being too over the top. There are these fabulous palettes with some neutrals. This lovely little blush stick makes a statement without being, you know. And three lip glosses in this pink. A clear, of course. And this sort of fabulous plummy shade. Now, what I really wanted was for Cassie to model some of these looks for you. She's just such a beautiful girl, that poreless skin, you know, and really knows herself, her own mind. She isn't feeling well today, so I just thought I'd do it for you. If a product works for one age group, it should work for all, and I really want you to see how versatile this line is. to do is talk to your local Caldwell Cosmetics rep about getting these new colors added to your kit. The minimum order is 15, but I say take 30. Heck, take 45. They'll so go fast. And make sure to tag Caldwell Cosmetics in your unboxing photos and videos.
2: about it until right this second but I've only ever had male bosses and I've been working since I was 17 so almost 12 years let's see yeah my boss at the pool that summer before senior year that was Dylan he was only like a year older than me and then um at the radio station at Vassar it was this guy what was his Perry right he was really cool, really talented, and he's um, he's doing really well, I think, as far as I can tell from social media or whatever. And then when I worked at the Apple store for a year, Craig, he sucked. And then here, or, or not here, but Columbia Radio, I was hired by Steven and then... Is that another one? after Steve and I worked for Johan, he was great. He always let me pursue my own stories, even if he didn't, well, he didn't let me air any of them. But he let me use the studio to build up. What the fuck? And then Adam, I've been his assistant almost two years. Huh. I'm seeing... This is for later. I'm seeing another one of... It's a small uh, tower, about maybe two feet tall, almost in the shape of a Christmas tree, but it's made of... It's made of discarded tubes of mascara, of lipstick, and uh Tampax applicators. Yep, I see some blood, just a little residual. Um. Yikes. Also packets, old packets of... I'm taking a picture, of course, but packets of, like, sanitary wipes. Like, you know, I use them to wipe down airplane seats. And around this thing, there's... There's nothing. I've just come from the road. I entered about, well, I've been walking about an hour and a half. So maybe, maybe four miles up the road from the Icarus. A little more. And I did not see one car. I passed a big two-trees lumber truck, but it was just sort of parked at the edge of the woods. It's, it's 11.30 a.m. But yeah, I, I was just uh, thinking about all my bosses because Adam is gone, and I don't know where he is. So I called our office, and I didn't freak out, but I sort of did a thing where I was like, hello, and I fished around a little bit to see if maybe anyone had seen him without really revealing that I don't know where the hell he is, and it was super clear no one had seen him and also that no one missed him. Uh, I mean, no one had noticed he's gone. I mean, I thought about reporting the car that I've stolen, but I don't want to. He might have gone somewhere totally innocuous, like antiquing, and just forgotten to tell me. He's done that before. I called his phone, and it goes straight to voicemail. I left, well, only two messages, and one of them was like, Adam! Adam! Adam, Adam! Is that... Shit, uh... Hi, uh, no, I'm just, I was just taking a walk
8: Gorgeous day
2: Yes, it's, sorry, can I ask, do you live here? In the woods? <laughs> uh, no, just in Split Valley, are you a local? I'm Steph Mel, uh, Melanie, hi Hi, Melanie What are you looking for? I, I was just looking at this
8: But were you looking for it, or did you find it?
2: I just saw it, I guess. Happened upon it.
8: I'm not local, to answer your question. I'm just hiking.
2: Are you local? No, no. I'm just taking a road trip. Finding myself. I'm, I'm staying at the Icarus Motel down the road. I just come up here to take my
8: mind off my troubles. It's so peaceful.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I've intruded. No, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, really, sorry. Sorry. No. Nope. Shit. Don't be sorry. Melanie be eternal. Be a goddamn. Okay. Yeah, excuse me. Sorry. Uh I've seen a, a few of these around. Do you know what they are?
8: They look like signposts to me.
2: Uh, remind me of your name again? I'm
8: Steph. Oh, I thought you were gonna say your last name. That is my last name. It's the last name I ever intend to have. (laughs) So, you're just
2: road tripping, huh? Well, I guess you could say I'm, I'm interested in finding what these posts lead to.
8: What's the worst thing that ever happened to you?
2: Uh, um, happened to me or like? Worst thing that I caused. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I want to hear the worst thing you caused. Um, I. I ripped my sister's baby tooth out. <laughs> we were we were in a fight over like a Barbie or maybe a skipper and and I was on top of her and she was yelling about skipper or Barbie and I reached down into her mouth where this tooth was like loose but not at the point where there was just a thread between the gum and the root I I ripped it out just blood everywhere <laughs> the worst thing that happened to me I think I could probably answer but I I really think the worst is yet to come. All right. You warm enough? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty warm.
8: This way, it's a long walk. You'll warm up.
9: of we'll Split Valley features Paul Guyot as soothing male voice, Meg McCary as Laura, Kylie McQuail as Melanie, and Michelle Beck as Steph. Written by Caroline V. McGraw. Sound designed by James Hansen. Directed by Eddie Prunowski. Music composed by Luke Santi. Produced by Five on a Match. This episode of Adam
7: Kleinhofer's Nowhere to Run, Injustice in East Cleveland, is brought to you by Magic Inbox. Let us cast a spell on your email. Magic Inbox uses your voice to answer emails, and you never have to see them. Magic Inbox, we know you. Use code RUN for 15% off your first email purge, cleanup, and answer bot.
5: Nowhere to Run, Episode Three The Mother. Mrs. Delphin?
0: Uh, are you Mr. Kinehoffer?
5: Yes, that's me. Hi. Oh. <laughs>
0: Uh, you have a girl with you.
5: <laughs> uh, I do, I do. This is my assistant, Melanie. Hi, it's so nice. To she meet grew up here. in Cleveland.
0: You did? Where, dear? Uh, near Larchmere. Oh, good. An east side girl, <laughs> like me. I want to offer you tea, but I don't drink it, so I never have any coffee.
5: Audra Delphin is a stooped woman. It's the first thing I noticed when I studied pictures of the court steps the day of the verdict. Although not an old woman, I'd place her in her mid 40s. Her back makes almost a perfect C. She looks like a question mark.
0: Those are all pictures of Darius. That's his first communion. There he is on the baseball team. (laughs) He was pretty good. Not great. (laughs) But, uh, he loved being on the team.
5: Is that Michael Kemp?
0: Yes. And, uh, Freddie Wallop's there, too. They've been friends since they were little. I lived here since before Aunt Darius, when I was pregnant with Jenny, my oldest.
5: Freddie Wallop and Michael Kemp, along with Darius and another young man, Paul Harcourt were arrested for the brutal stabbing murder of their neighbor, Tabitha McGill, in late 2015. All of them were 18, seniors at East Cleveland's Shaw High School.
0: Oh, and uh, I uh, I remember when Tabby McGill's mother was pregnant with her, because Darius was uh, almost two, and Tabby's mother was so pregnant. <laughs> Some women just carry in that big way, and I thought to myself... <laughs> No, thank you. Not again.
5: (laughs) Was Darius friends with Tabby?
0: They, they uh, got along. I don't know. Darius dated a lot of girls. Well, maybe they don't. I don't know. They call it hanging out now, but he was always on his phone texting a girl. But he wasn't, I, I think it was only one at a time, but I, I think he saw Tabby as a kid. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't interested in her.
2: Mm. These look great. Did you make them?
0: My neighbor made them for me. Everyone has been, has been very kind. They know I'm struggling. They know Darius didn't do it. They know the appeal. They, they know it's what it's doing to me. If Darius, the other boys, if he had done this thing, I wouldn't be talking to you. Of course, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be talking to him. (laughs) I wasn't. I'm not that kind of mother that would just love and support her son if he... I I would still love him, probably, but I I wouldn't stand by him. I wouldn't lie speak on his behalf hire very expensive attorneys i'm not that kind of mother but he didn't thinking of him he just they just transferred him to a prison almost in columbus
5: I don't spend much of my time with the Misses Delphins of this world, the stooped, the broken, the ones caught up in circumstances beyond their control. I spend a lot of time among people with exceptional luck. I consider myself a person of exceptional luck. I cannot imagine a world where I am accused of a crime I didn't commit. And if something like that were to happen, I cannot imagine it lasting, sticking. Surely... Someone would come to help me. Someone smart who trusts me will fix everything. But I sit in her kitchen with its ancient lace curtains, its mismatched chairs, the plate of cookies, her C shaped back, and I think I have to be the smart one. I have to be the person who steps in for Mrs. Delphin, and Freddie's mother, and Michael's mother, and Paul. No one else is coming. It's me.
2: The Caldwell Cosmetics website is a distinctly mid-2000s affair. Even though the company is active and thriving, it feels cluttered and stuck in time. When I click the link for lipsticks, I get a 404 error. When I click the link to become a representative, I'm taken to a payment page with no explanation as to what I'm signing up for. I'm promised I will get a welcome packet after my credit card is charged. I'm not interested in becoming a Caldwell cutie. Yes, that's the name for newbie Caldwell reps. I'm interested in the message boards. You don't have to be a Caldwell rep to post on the boards. You just need to create an account. So I do. Most of the threads are about swapping product.
1: Hey, I've got too much of the caramel latte palette. Anyone want to swap in exchange for some of the
2: new glosses? With a few threads complaining in an incredibly cheerful manner about how they're failing at recruiting other cuties. Anyone here having trouble finding people to fill your downline? I've been trying to recruit my friends, and they say thanks, but no thanks. I know they're great products. They should sell themselves. But on Forge, I'm the one who has to do the talking. LOL. Ugh, you are not alone. Same, girl. But there is another kind of thread amongst the emojis and exclamation points. One is simply titled, coordinates. 44 degrees, 0 minutes, and 1 second north— 74 degrees 30 minutes and zero seconds west it's not much of a code those are obviously latitude and longitude but why are they on a multi-level marketing company's message board another thread is simply titled what should i leave a scarf brightly colored or if you don't have that Anything that could fall out of your purse. I scour the rest of the threads, spending hours sifting through sales tips, beauty tips, pleas for help with recruitment, and sometimes strange spam, or in the case of one post with no replies, a breakdown of how the cosmetics industry is tied to the Illuminati. And then, as I'm about to sign off for the night, a thread pops up Have you seen this woman? I click, and suddenly a photo of a woman with vibrant red hair fills my screen. Whoever uploaded it didn't realize how high-res it is. I have to scroll over and down to see the entirety of her face. A stick-straight bob, sly eyes, big teeth. I've never thought of teeth as cheerful, but that's the only word that comes to mind. She's in her late 40s, but her skin is wrinkle-free and luminous. I refresh. At the bottom of the photo... If you've seen this woman, please call. And then a number. So I call. Because I have seen this woman.
9: Episode Valley features Paul Guy at his soothing male voice, Matthew Cohen as Adam. Kylie McQuayle as Melanie. Christine Campbell as Mrs. Delfin. Susanna Jones as Female Voice 1. Inez Del Castillo as Female Voice 2. And Alice Jogola as Female Voice 3. Written by Caroline V. McGraw. Sound design by James Hansen. Directed by Eddie Purnoski. Music composed by Luke Santi. Produced by Five on a Match.
7: The mysterious case of Split Valley is sponsored by Caldwell Cosmetics. What's better than high-quality makeup and skincare at an affordable price? Buying it from someone you know and trust. Caldwell representatives are your neighbors, your sisters, your aunts, your friends. They're every woman, and so are you. Visit our website to be connected to your local representative and mention Split Valley for 10% off your purchase. Caldwell Cosmetics. You might not recognize yourself.
2: Where are we going? If you, if you don't mind me asking.
0: Farther.
8: Not a lot, but not a little.
2: It's only 3 p.m., but the light is already fading. Maybe we're just going further into the forest. The trees getting more dense overhead.
8: It's just a little further. Hey, where are you from?
2: New York, the uh, the city.
8: Before that.
2: Why does there have to be a before?
8: Because I have eyes.
2: I'm not like Clarice Starling. This is a this is a Patagonia coat. <laughs> I was born in Wisconsin,
8: Racine.
2: I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. There's also a Cleveland, Tennessee, but no one ever assumes I mean that one, but I, I always clarify.
8: Shh. <laughs> so you're from Cleveland?
2: Did you hear that?
8: Yes. We're getting closer.
10: Yeah, my mom, she, she always was a really good mom. Uh, I have friends with bad moms, so I know she was really, really great, actually. She and Cassie had a lot of fights, but she always um, protected us. It's weird to, like, talk about her in the past tense, because a- actually she might be totally fine. I-, I think she is, actually. I think I'd know. But my dad just said she, like, I think she just, like, wanted a better life. I think she was always trying to do stuff that made her life better and our life better. But it's hard to make three, four people's lives better. So she thought she'd just concentrate on her own. But I always answer the phone. That's why I answered, even though you came up, like, you know, unknown, and that's usually scammers. She could call. She's going to call, I think, and I can tell her all the cool stuff I'm up to.
8: let's go find Laura. Who's Laura? You're not here to see Laura?
2: No, no, I, I am. I just, I wanted to he- hear how you'd describe her. I don't, I don't really know what to expect. <laughs> Laura,
8: <laughs> Laura saved my life. She saved everyone's life. Everyone you see here.
2: I see a lot of women. I see women washing clothing in a small stream. I see a wood chipper with the two trees logo, Rusty, used for hanging, washing. I see women in tents, braiding each other's hair, reading. I see... are you see talking to? Myself.
8: Does that help you?
2: In what way? Does it make you feel... safe? I guess it does. Yes actually it does then I'm sorry.
8: I don't ever want to make another woman feel unsafe just a little ways longer. I thought she might be here for the singing circle but sometimes she goes farther into the woods to think meditate
2: So this is <laughs> oh. Cool. What is this?
8: It's a place where you won't have to be afraid anymore.
9: Split Valley features Paul Guyett as Soothing Male Voice, Kylie McQuail as Melanie, Michelle Beck as Steph, Owen Smith as Emily Batsford, Monica Lurch, and Sarah Jane Munford as the Woman's Chorus. Written by Caroline V. McGraw, sound designed by Jane Clemson, mm-hmm. directed by Eddie Kunowski, music mm-hmm. composed by Luke Santy. produced by Five on a Match.
4: And that's this week's show. Please check the show notes for links for both shows this week at sonicsociety.org. And please be sure to contact us on all the various social media zines, including Twitter, at Sonic Society and at David Alt, Facebook through the Sonic Society group and Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers. And of course, we are a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network at mutualaudionetwork.com. Now, Jack, you know what's coming. Um, that's for him? John Bell and his New Year special. Oh, no. Oh,
3: no. <laughs>
4: okay. Um, that's not my fault. Oh, all right. Then what about Nad's room? Okay. Okay. Nad's room.
3: <laughs> well, the National Audio Drama Script Writing Month is the darkest month of the year and the shortest. February. Go to the Sonic Society website and plan out your writing goals. We'd love, love, love to have you involved. Is that any better, David?
4: It's a, it's a bit better, yeah. Uh, I still think it should be "gadsrim" for global or "yadsrim" for international. I know. Or... I know. I,
3: I'm a stickler for following the NaNoWriMo standards. <laughs> See you next week, folks. I'm Jack
4: Ward, and I'm David Alt. Thanks so much for joining us, and have a lovely day. Bye now.
3: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
1: You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre. And the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.